everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. As always, I'm your host, Coach Kelly Taney, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And I am so freaking excited about today. Today, we are talking about you have the keys. What are you going to do with them? So, I know you're just super intrigued by what that means. Keys to what? I'm going to say you here in just a minute. But first, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys show up each and every week, and I'm just so honored and I'm so humbled by by you guys showing up every week. Like last week's podcast had over 55 listens in like the, the first three days. Like super freaking amazing. I love you guys so much, and I'm so honored that you just, you you show up each and every week. And that's why I love doing this podcast. I was sitting here talking to my friend Vannon, like I got three pages worth of notes <laughs> for today. And today's podcast is actually inspired by one of my listeners. Her name is Mary. And she reached out uh, because she uh, listened to the last two podcasts. And she did uh, the exercises that were in there. And so she had some questions and we were going over that. And I realized that, you know, as many, as many podcasts as I've done about relationships and healing and forgiveness and women feeling enough, like, everybody's always in a different place. You know what I mean? Like, no matter where we start, Mary's going to be different from Cindy, and Cindy's going to be different from Kathy, and Kathy's going to be different from Carla, and uh, Carla's going to be different from Vanna, and Vanna's going to be different from whoever, you know what I mean? From Kim and Kim's going to be different from Brittany. Like everybody's got a different place that where they're at. So when I'm talking about one particular subject, then it's going to resonate with Kathy this time because that's something that she's actually going through. And then next time, whatever it is that I'm talking about may resonate more with Cindy because that's what she's going through and so on and so forth. So I realized that, you know, it's going to be a continuous quest of mine to continually teach you and bring you things and bring you ideas and bring you awakenings, if you if you will, about how to love yourself more, how to stand in your power, how to know that you're worthy, how to let go of your past, how to own your truth, own your shit, man. Like, Know that you're enough. Know that you're good enough. Know that you deserve all of these things. Know that you deserve love. Know that you deserve whatever this beautiful created earth and universe wants to hand you. And quit apologizing for getting it. Like you don't have to say I'm sorry because you got a good job or you got a good husband or a good wife or good kids or you know what I mean? You won the lottery. Like why are you apologizing for winning? Like freaking cut it out. Like, you know, you don't owe anybody an explanation for nothing. Like, I say this in every podcast. (laughs) You don't owe nobody nothing. You owe you. Nobody gets to tell you what's good for your life. Nobody gets an opinion in your life. Nobody gets Nobody especially gets a VIP opinion in your life. Take their little happy ass right back up to the nosebleed section where they belong and set them down and leave them sitting right there. That's it. They don't get a say-so. And you you don't owe them anything. No is a complete sentence. People don't ask you why when you say yes to something, now do they? And that's, that is a direct quote from Miss LaShonda over from CQP Moments. You know, she was my golden ticket, one of my golden ticket winners for uh, buying an autograph book. And so she got her golden ticket and we started her 
So if you got a golden ticket for my autograph book, you got either four 30-minute coaching sessions with me or two one-hour coaching sessions with me. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I can't do an hour with you. Like, I already know you're going to break me down, and this is not happening. <laughs> so we're doing four 30-minute sessions. And so we did uh, an exercise. We did the I Blame You exercise last week, and then I had her doing a mirror exercise all week long. All week long. And, uh, man, when I tell you, she was a different person on the phone today, man. Like, she was so much lighter, like, energetically. She was so much stronger. She was standing, like, she, her words, LaShonda, I love you. <laughs> her words were, this is what it feels like to stand up for yourself. Like, this is pretty cool. And she gave me several instances where she was just like, no, like, that's not okay. And so, to me, that's like the biggest win of all is when I give you guys a process or I give you an exercise to do and I hear back from you and you tell me you won. You tell me that it worked. You tell me that it changed you. You tell me that you're showing up for yourself and your family and your friends differently. You're realizing who your real friends are and not and you're okay with the ones when they're not. You realize that the ones that were just using you because you were a people pleaser and you said, yes, they fade off. You realize that that's a win in your life and you're okay with that. That means that you're on the right path. And so, LaShonda, I just want to tell you right now, I am so freaking proud of you and I love you and I can't wait to see what happens over your next two sessions. So, now, with that being said, I have a lot to talk to you guys about today. Number one. I have got my online course up and live and ready for you guys to sign up. So it is called Soul Transformation. And so we're going to have a soul tribe, guys. I have got a private Facebook group just specifically for this online course so we can create our soul tribe community. Super freaking stoked about that. I got my first person that signed up today already. Just put it out on Facebook and Instagram. I will put a link in my show notes so that you guys can grab it there. So what is what is the soul tribe? What is the soul transformation? Well, there are 12 different modules that we're going to be going over. And really, this is a course that I did two years ago. And, and originally, the course was called Life Awakening. Ergo, my Life Awakening podcast. That's kind of been my brand. And it is still my brand. But the soul transformation, because I completely revamped that whole course. Uh, that course was originally something that I taught at Best Life Creation Society. And I took one subject every month, and I taught it over four weeks. And I was basically teaching out of a book. And I would put my own spin on things and do different exercises and yada, yada, so on and so forth. Well, if there's been a lot of transformation in me over the last two and a half years. Like, I started teaching that course before I ever left Atlanta, and I've been here almost two years now. So if you look at, you know, two and a half, three years' time, I've done so much growth and so much personal growth and so much changing and so so much transformation of my own just since I've been here in California. Like, I completely revamped the exercises, and I'm not reading from a book. Like, this is, like, practical application we're doing a video course i'm in your face and we're going to do the exercises right there and then we're going to you're going to write in your journal and we're going to talk about it and then you're going to practice those exercises all week long because that's where your healing begins uh you know we're going to talk about your thought processes you know the first module i'm I'm gonna be real the first module is called own your shit man 
We're taking responsibility for our life. We're taking our power back. We're going to stop blaming other people for where we are. Uh, we're going to flip the switch, and we're going to, uh, on our negative thoughts, and we're going to start catching them before the momentum gets running away with it. And we're just going to, we're going to own it, and we're going to take our power back. Like, that all in week one. <laughs> like, that's all in week one right there. So, super amazing. Uh, we've got another module called Attitude of Gratitude. We've got Unthink Your Way to a New You. Uh, we've got Forgiveness is the Key to Your Freedom. Um, letting Go is Moving Forward. That's where we're talking about intentions. We've got another one called I, I See Clearly, which is our vision casting week. Oh, my God. That is going to be, like, so freaking awesome. Like, for real, for real. Like, most people forget how to dream. When we're kids and we're in junior high, middle school, whatever, you know, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. Oh, I want to be that when I grow up. And, you know, elementary school, our teachers kind of feed our dreams a little bit. Well, then they start looking at test scores. And then they was like, oh, well, we need to reel your dreams in a little bit because based off your test scores, this is as good as it gets for you. Maybe we should steer you this way. Freaking cut it out. Okay? Like, they're still teaching people for the 22nd century, which is going to be coming up. You know, we're in the 21st century. They're still teaching children the way they taught over 100 years ago, and everything's changed. They're teaching them how they taught when it was all farming and industrial. We're not in that era anymore. And so, like, nobody's asking children, what is it, what is it that makes you happy? What is it that sets your soul on fire? And so, as an adult, you forgot who you are. You forgot who you're supposed to be. You forgot your dreams. You forgot what makes you happy. You know, and I, and I talk about this a lot, and it's not to, it's not to make you feel bad that you've been a people pleaser. That's how you were conditioned. That's how we were all conditioned. It's to be a people pleaser, you know, sit down, be quiet, take care of the house, take care of the husband, take care of the kids, take care of your neighbors, do what you're supposed to do. And nobody ever told you it was okay for you to be happy unless everybody else was happy. That's where your happiness was, in somebody else's pocket. Well, now that you're trying to take your power back, you don't know how to do that. And so this vision casting exercise, this dream building exercise is going to be phenomenal because I'm going to open up your dream waves. Not only going to open them, I'm going to show you tangible steps on how you can make them come true. Tangible steps on how to start believing in yourself so strongly that you can just stand up and say, okay, I made a decision and that's it. And then it happens. Like it's really, like that's where, that's where I'm at in my life. Like for real, for real. I, I, I want to give you guys an example. Like, okay, you know, if you haven't read my book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. You need to go get that now. Five-star reviews. Everybody's loving it. It's a bestseller in its category. So I talk about when I made the decision to leave Atlanta and come to California. Making that decision was instant. Like, I had a vision while I was in the shower, and I was like, did that really happen? And I started getting all these downloads of all of these things that were going to happen. Like, these clients were going to go to this trainer. These clients were going to go to this trainer. These clients aren't going to train anymore when you leave, and your class is going to crumble. Like, I knew all of those things before they happened. And I made the decision when I got the vision, I'm a poet, I didn't know it, <laughs> that I was, going, I was not going to renew my lease. If God said be in California, why am I going to renew my lease in Atlanta? And in less than 90 days, I sold all of my shit and I drove across the country at the age of 50 with a rear main seal leak in my car and less than $700 in my bank account. 
Like, I came out here and it's been phenomenal. Like, my growth and the things that I've been able to accomplish following my dreams and just saying, having that fuck it moment and doing it anyway, if I could teach you guys anything, I want to teach you that. I want to teach you how to be so solid in yourself and so strong in your conviction and so strong in your decisions that when you make a decision, you just like, there's no doubt in your mind that it's going to happen and you're not worried about the how. You just say, okay, this is what's going to happen and this is what I'm working on and everything's going to work itself out. And your belief is so strong in that that you never waver and then it turns out better than you can ever imagine because it's possible. And I know that because that's where I'm at. And this is coming from somebody that had a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills back in 2009. I'm not special. I just taught myself how to think different. I taught myself how to believe different. I taught myself how to be different. The good thing about taking this course is you don't have to teach you. I get to teach you and I get to lead you if you'll allow me to do that. Like, have you ever wondered if you even got a purpose on this life, on this earth? If you wondered if you had a purpose, that was me. I didn't think I had a purpose. That's why I got I had to stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills. Like, if I didn't have a purpose, what's the point in still breathing? Like, I had bad relationship after bad relationship after bad relationship. They all look the same. Just the names of the faces have changed. I had a 10-year situ- uh, on and off again situationship and called it a relationship because I didn't freaking know any better. I didn't want to be alone. I thought being in a situationship was better than being alone because I equated the word single as a status. And it's not a status, it's a word. I had to learn the difference. That's how I can teach you guys all these things because these are my life experiences and then all the things that I've learned through my personal development journey because I've applied everything it is that I've learned and I've changed my life dramatically. So now I have a roadmap. Like, I have a roadmap that I can lead you down and say, this is what we're doing. This is why. This is how you're going to feel. I'm, I'm fixing to, like, rattle your cage right here. This is going to make you cry. Get your tissues. Get your mirror out. Suck it up, buttercup. Pull up your big girl panties and let's go. Because I know when you get through it, you are going to be the best you that you can possibly be ever, ever. I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. So enough about my course. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a little bit fired up? I'm so freaking excited. It starts on 9-19-19. All right. That is at 9-19-19, 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's 4 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Central, and 6 p.m. Eastern, no matter where you are across the country. Now, if you're on European time, I am totally lost on what those numbers are. If you inbox me, I will figure it out, <laughs> and, and we will get you on there. But you can go to my website and look at online courses. All the information is there. There's a small breakdown of all of the modules. Gives you a little bit of my story, how the course came together. And then it has the payment and payment plans available for you. So I love you guys so much. And I'm so excited to be offering you this course. And I can't wait for you to join me. So let's get into our podcast right after we take a moment and listen to my awesome sponsors for this week. We will be right back with You Have the Keys. We were talking about You Have the Keys. You have the keys to what? You have the keys to your future. You have the keys to your goals, your dreams, your legacy. Like, legacy is a big word. You know, 
and I know the majority, excuse me, um, I know the majority of my listeners are, are women. I know I got a lot of guys, so guys, you're welcome. Like, all of this applies to you, too, okay? So, but, like, do you ever think about your legacy? Do you do you know what legacy means? Like, let's, let's break it down this way. Do you know who your great-grandparents are? Do you know who your great-great-grandparents are? Do you know anything about them at all? Do you know where they were born, where they grew up, where they lived, what they did for a living? You know, what? how did they raise your grandparents? How did they raise your parents? Like, do you know any of that? Did they leave you anything to remember them by? Like, is there a family house? Is there a family plot? Is there, you know, do you, did they leave you an island? Like, what does that look like? Did they, is there a family business that has been handed down for generations? Like, do you know who your great-great-grandparents were? What their philosophies were? What they loved or not? What about you? Do you want, do you have grandkids yet? Do you want them? What about great-grandchildren? Do you want them to remember you? Do you want them to know you? Do you want... For generations to come, your grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren to know who you were because you left them something to remember you by, that's a legacy. And one of the things that drove me most to change when I was in the very beginning stages of coming out of my dark places was that I wanted my grandchildren to know me, to know me, to love me. And I wanted their children and their children's children's children to know who Gigi was, because that's what they call me, Gorgeous Grandma for short. I, they, I wanted them to remember everything about me. I wanted them to be able to carry on whatever it was that I left, whatever that was. And where I was at at that moment in time, I, wa- I didn't want them to know anything about me. I mean, I was a 42-year-old stripper trying not to be homeless. That's not something I wanted my grandkids to know. I didn't want them to see me like that. Ever. Like, my oldest granddaughter is 13. You know, she's never seen me date anybody. The two people that I have dated over the last, I don't know, the the people that I've dated over the, the years that she's been alive, they my grandkids have never seen me with anybody. My middle granddaughter, Janice, she met Dee. When me and him were together living in Atlanta, she met him one time, but she was so young, she don't remember him. So, But my grandkids have never seen me with anybody because, and they won't until I know that person's going to be around, stick around, and we're building a legacy together. There's no need for them to meet anybody and get attached to anybody. I'm very particular about that because I know what I want to leave. My legacy has already started because I wrote a book and it got published and it was Number one new release, bestseller in this category. That's huge. So they will always have that. It's like my Gigi was a was a bestselling author, and I got two more books coming. So they're not only going to have one book; they're going to have two. And then I have this online course, and I have this podcast. Like they're going to, I'm forever etched in history with all of this. Like I'm leaving a legacy for generations. For my family. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out and write a book. 
Actually, I think everybody has a story to tell. And whether they want to do it via podcast or whether they want to write a book or memoirs or whatever, everybody has a story to tell, and everybody's story will help somebody else who's going through the same thing. It will resonate with somebody else. And by writing and sharing your story, you will help, you will help not only help them heal, but you will also heal yourself. So I'm going to plant that seed. I'm going to pour a little bit of water on that today. If you've ever thought about writing a book, write it. If you've ever wondered if you could write a book, you can. Just do it. Like, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that I was going to be a best-selling author, I would have laughed at you hysterically and asked you to pass me a shot of tequila. Hey, that's just honest. Sean confirmed that when he was on podcast number 49. So let's just throw that out there. But when I say you have, you have the keys and they're in your hands, what if... And this is this isn't a what if this is actually a reality, but like I, I want you to think for a second. What if I walked up to you and handed handed you some keys and I said, Whatever you visualize with those keys, when you put them in that door, you can have it on the other side. How powerful is that? I'm gonna hand you a set of keys and I'm gonna tell you whatever you can visualize and believe that you can have it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And you know that when you put those keys in the door, whatever you want is going to be on the other side immediately. Did you know that your mind has that much power? Your mind is so freaking powerful. You just hear me say a million times in almost every podcast that we have over 80,000 thoughts that run through our head on any given day. 80,000 thoughts. Most of us that haven't done personal development are on the negative side of life. We have a bunch of negative-ass thoughts running through our head regularly. 75% of those thoughts are negative, which means you have 65,000 angry-ass thoughts running through your head. If you got 65 angry-ass thoughts running through your head... God could speak to you and throw the Empire State Building inside those thoughts and you would never hear him because there's an angry ocean in there. That's why I tell you that you need to learn how to meditate. Start with, start with something simple. Start with a guided meditation and learn to quiet your mind. I've recently started listening to Joe Dispenza and the man is a freaking genius. Not only is he a genius when it comes to how many thoughts, like he does brain scans to figure out things about energy and puts the science behind all to, to negate the mysticism of, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, this, that doesn't work. He's got scientific proof that your brain and your heart put out magnetic waves because he can measure it electronically. He said, your personality creates your personal reality. You think about that for a second. Your personal your personality creates your personal reality. What I took away from that is the status quo creates the status quo. Your personality is the status quo. You've been and so I'm gonna use me as an example. For the longest time I was Miss Negative Nelly. I say it all the time. I had sixty to one negative post to one positive post on Facebook for years. That was my status quo. I considered myself to be a bitch. 
like you said something nasty to me, I would cut you up and didn't care nothing about it. And the nastier I could say it, the better I felt about it. If I could make you hurt, the better I felt about it. If somebody was hurting worse than me, it made me feel better. That's not the right way to go doing things, and I'm so glad I'm not that person anymore. But I'm just telling you, that was my status quo. That was my daily life. And so what did I create? I created more of that type of energy in my life. I attracted men who brought that out in me. I attracted so-called friends who brought that out in me. I attracted experiences that made me act more like that. That's not that like the status quo creates the status quo. So in order for that to change, you have to change. If you don't change your internal world to create a different external world, the scat the status quo won't change. If you don't change your internal world, aka your thoughts, because your thoughts create your emotions, your thoughts feed your emotions, your emotions become your personality, and your personality creates your personal reality. If you don't change your internal dialogue, it becomes your external your external world. Just like your external dialogue becomes your internal monologue. It's all one of the same. If you want the status quo to change, you have to start changing how you think, how you look at things. If you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you without getting teary-eyed and emotional and, and having this fear or this disbelief, like you, I remember the first time I looked in the mirror and said, I love you. Full-on tears. Like, that was an emotional moment for me because I had never, 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 let me say that one more time, never, in case you didn't hear me, never told myself, I love you. I had never looked in the mirror and looked myself in the eye and said, Tammy, I love you. Never. And so me just getting those words out was emotional. Like my mom would tell me that she loved me, but her actions showed me something else. The men in my mom's life showed me love by forcing me to have sex with them. So I had a very distorted thought and belief structure or pattern of what love really was. Which sucked because that's that was the majority of my adult life. I had to change my internal thoughts. I had to change how I was thinking and what I looked at and how I looked at things in order to change my status quo. Me changing my status quo mean I needed to change my external surroundings. My external surroundings at that moment in time, 2000. Early 2000s, all the way up to 2010, 2011, when I finally left Alabama for good. All the way from, yeah, from 1978 all the way to 2011, nothing that I had in Alabama was happy for me. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. And I had my kids. My kids were my blessing. 
But everything else that happened in my life was not happy. I had my grandchildren. They 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 shined some light into a very dark soul. But I couldn't see my grandchildren the last couple of years that I was there. So that was taken away from me, and I had to figure out how to get that back. And the only way to get that back was to make me a better person, to make me proud of who I was so that I could present myself to my grandchildren and say, I love you. And know that I loved myself at the same time. And I could show them an example of what loving me looked like. I wanted to show them a healthy Gigi. I wanted to show my kids that I had it figured out, that I was not the same person, that I was doing better and I was going to be better and I was going to be somebody that they could be proud of and that I was going to continue to grow and I was going to leave them a legacy, something for them to be proud of, that they could pass on to their children's children's children for generations to come. And I'm succeeding in that every single day. And this, this is something else that I want you guys to stop doing. Like, really, I want you to cut it out. Quit feeling guilty all the damn time. Quit feeling guilty that you got a nice dress. Quit feeling guilty that you got a nice shoe collection. Quit feeling guilty that you got a good husband or a good man or a good woman. Quit feeling guilty. Quit feeling guilty that you got a good job and you have a good paycheck or you got a nice house or a nice car. Why do you feel guilty about that? You worked hard for that shit. You don't owe anybody an explanation for what it is that you have. You earned it. You are worthy. You deserve it. Quit saying, I'm sorry, every time somebody questions you or every time something good happens to you. Like, cut it out. It's ridiculous. The only thing you should say I'm sorry for is if you were truly wrong in how you treated somebody. That's the only thing you need to say you're sorry about. You don't need to say sorry about nothing about your life. Unless you're talking to yourself. If you're talking to yourself, you say, you know what? I'm sorry that I made that decision that led us down a road that that we didn't like so much. Or that I didn't like so much. Or that you didn't like so much. So when you use the word you and you're talking to yourself and you're doing it in third person, I'm going to throw this out there. It means that you haven't dealt with the situation and and you're disconnecting yourself from it so that you don't have to own it. So I would encourage you to not say, you did this. I would encourage you to say, you know what, I led us down a road, I led me down a road that took me down a path that if I had known the outcome, I probably wouldn't have gone that way. But the lesson that it is that I learned while I was there was not to do that shit no more. The lesson that I learned was not to trust this person anymore, not to trust that person anymore. And those people are no longer in my life. I forgive you. I wish you well. This is the last day that I'm going to let you control my emotions. This is the last day that I'm going to let you control Uh, my thought processes this is where our story ends and my story begins like I'm taking back control and that is the power that you need in your life like saying I'm like cut it out saying I'm sorry and stop comparing your struggle to somebody else's highlight reel like that's freaking ridiculous I talk about that shit all the time um it is not serving you Like, most people, when they're posting their stuff on Instagram, they're posting the best of the best of the best of the best. You have no idea what it took them to get to where they are. Most of the time, by the time you find their Instagram account that's got 10,000, 20,000, 
100,000 followers on there. They've been working at it for freaking 10 years, five years, whatever that looks like. Like, I've had my current Instagram account for, since I've been here in California, 18 months, 19 months, 20 months, something like that. And I don't even have a 1,000 followers. I don't post on there every day. I need to post on there every day, but I don't. But the the content that I put on there every day is engaging. The content that I put on there is purposeful. Uh, the hashtags that I use are purposeful, and it's growing. Like, I've grown almost 100 followers in the last six weeks, which is great. That is amazing growth to me, and I am super happy about that. But it takes work in order to do those things. You're not, like, there's not an overnight success. And if somebody's got you believing there's an overnight success, they're lying. That is bullshit, and I'm going to call it now. People who have these long-term relationships, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, if they tell you that it's been easy, they're lying. If they tell you they've never had an argument or a disagreement, they're lying. Every relationship has struggles. Every relationship has disagreements. Every relationship has ups and downs. Some of them are harder than others. Some of them do have really good relationships, and they're able to have a disagreement without screaming at each other because they had a good a good model growing up of what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. If you never had a good model of what a good relationship is supposed to look like, how are you supposed to create that? without going and looking for it somewhere else. What do I mean by that? This is part of the thing that's in my course is like cultivating a circle of influence. Like there's eight major areas of life. You need to have people that you admire or aspire to be like in those areas of life. When it comes to relationships, you need to have three to five couples in your circle that have been married for over 10 years if, if marriage is your goal. If you're looking to be married again and have that long-term relationship, you want to have couples that's been together 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, so that you can ask them questions when things get hard. Because if you never had a relationship, a good model of a relationship, a good model of a loving relationship, nurturing relationship, caring relationship, how do you know what that's supposed to be? How do you know what that looks like? But you can, you monkey see, monkey do. You can follow somebody else. You can ask questions. Like most of us, we get out of jacked up relationships and we just jump right into another relationship because we don't want to be alone. Because that's how we mask our hurt and our pain and we make the next one pay for what the last one did. Sean even said that. Like when when a guy gets out of a relationship, the first girl he's with, like she's she's just somebody to, to get over the pain. It'll be the next one they get into a relationship with. He said he's speaking for himself, but like he, that that's how he deals with it. Men aren't any different than we are. They they just deal with it differently. And I'd venture to guess, like, I, I know a lot of women. I'm not going to call any names, but I know one in particular, point blank, said, well, you know, how I get how I get over one is get under another. You're just transferring. You take you with you. You take you with you. You've got to figure out why your relationships keep failing. It's because, number one, you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. You can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm enough. 
You can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy. You can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. You can't look yourself in the mirror without picking yourself apart. That energy transfers. You can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I didn't deserve what he dished out to me. Somehow, some way, they've made you believe that you deserved all the bullshit that they gave you. You allowed it, but you didn't deserve it. You allowed it because you didn't want to be alone. You allowed it because bad attention is better than no attention at all. You allowed it because bad relationship is better than no relationship at all because being single means you're not lovable, right? Go back to my episode. Single is not a status, it's a word. Know the difference. Go back and listen to that. Because you are lovable. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are deserving. So I had somebody ask me, like, how do you know what kind of man it is that you want? Like, like we just say we want to be in a relationship, but you have no parameters for what that looks like. So we're going to go through, for those that are looking, we're going to go through the, I'm almost hesitant to do this exercise right now because I want you to do your healing first. Like if you did my exercise last week, the I blame you, and you're still feeling resentment of some kind of way, you're still feeling hurt, you, uh, you say that you've forgiven somebody, but you put them on the board, you ain't forgiven them. If they got on the board when you said, I blame you, and they were the first person that came to your mind, but yet you say you forgave them, you're lying to yourself and anybody that's listening. There's still some hurt there. You're blaming them. And if they're not around anymore, why are you still holding on to that? You can't change what's already happened. So I'm, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in in photographer terms for all my folks that are photographers because this is this is a really and I've used this analogy in a different way without using the photographer but my ex is a photographer so it just makes it simple because we had a we had a conversation about um you know I've always loved to take pictures but I've never done it on any kind of professional level my my grandmother when I was a grandma lolly uh, she was married to so my mom's biological mother was married to Grandpa Milligan. So they're the grandparents that lived in Chicago. Uh, Grandma Lolly was married to my mom's biological grandfather, Grandpa Scoggins. And so uh, living in Alabama, after uh, Grandma Milligan passed away, Grandma Lolly would teach me. She was a photographer. And so she would take me outside and she would show me how to use the lenses on her camera and show me how to adjust them and how to change the angle and uh, change the lens and change the filters and, and all that kind of stuff. And this was back in early 80s on how to do all of that. And so when a photographer can't change the scene, they change the angle and the lens and or the lens so that they can best capture the scene. Like, think about that for a second. When a photographer can't change the scene, they change the angle and the lens and or the lens to best capture the scene. So let's apply that to life right now. When 
you can't change the situation or the circumstance in your life. Change the angle at which you're looking at it. Like, change the meaning. Change your perspective. And if you change... So how do I want to say this? I want this to come out better. So when you can't change the situation in your life, change the angle that you're looking at it with. Meaning change your perspective and then the situation will change even though the facts all remain the same. That's powerful. When you can't change the situation in your life, change the angle that you're looking at it with. Meaning, change your perspective and watch the situation change right there in front of your eyes while the facts remain the same. That's so powerful. Perspective is everything. Just like the photographer. You know what I mean? If you've got a scene out here, you're looking at it in one one way and you go on the other side of the street, especially like if you're, okay, so if you're a street photographer, because there's so many different things that they can see in the street. They can see a single person walking across the street, and they can have this awesome caption in the whole city around them, and it's just one sole person on the streets. You know what I mean? They could do a black and white picture and have just an umbrella that's popping in the middle of it. Like, there's so many different perspectives to look at that one little scene. So think about it. If And I will tell you, this is how I was able to forgive my mom. This is how I was able to change my whole entire life by changing how I looked at things. I had to step out of the situation as the victim in the abuse in my life and look at it from a fresh set of eyes. My mom was also a victim. My mom was also abused. My mom was also the abuser. She was sexually abused. She was physically abused. She was mentally and emotionally and verbally abused. She was also a drug addict. She was a user. She didn't have a good model to know what anything good looked like. So if I step outside of the situation, knowing that my biological father beat her regularly and beat her so bad one time that he put her in the hospital and she almost died. If I look at the situation from that perspective, he didn't give her, he gave her ultimatums and she did what she had to do to save us all until she could get out. So if you look at it from that perspective, it doesn't make the actions right, but it gives Her grace in the fact that she did what she had to do to save her children to live another day, hoping that they were too young to remember anything that happened and they would be better for it later on because they were able to live. Like, how is that a different perspective? So being able to look at it from that perspective, that allowed me to completely and fully give my mom grace and give her forgiveness and love the person that she was. When she wasn't on her drugs. Love the person that she tried to be. As she grew older in life. Even though she never beat her demons. Mom was still using when she died. But she never missed a birthday. 
she called me every birthday at 6.30 in the morning because she wanted to be the first one to tell me happy birthday. I was sick as an adult. Got the flu. Last time I got the flu was almost 12 years ago. My mom took off work for an entire week and came and took care of me and my pregnant daughter while I was sick. And I fell asleep in her lap for seven days. That's an awesome mom, man. She never missed a softball game. She was eight months pregnant and sleeping on a cot in a hospital while I had reconstructive surgery on my knee. She stayed in that cot for a week, unpregnant, uncomfortable, and miserable. And she never said a word. She just wanted to make sure that I was okay. That's when my mom was the best mom on the planet. She was mom of the year to me then. Mom had best friend mom moments. And so though remembering those moments, remembering those good times, being able to step outside the situation and look at it with a different lens, look at it from a different perspective, allowed me to set her free. It allowed me to set me free. How amazing is that? Like, really, how amazing is that? I want you guys to start being a filter and stop being a sponge. Like, stop soaking up everybody else's garbage that they're throwing at you and claiming it as your own. Be a filter and say, oh, nope, that's not for me. Reflect that shit off. I'm quick to say, I'm, my, my, my barrier for negativity is so strong, I generally don't even, I, I don't feel it. Like, seriously, like, negative people, they, they can't get around me because my, my light is so bright. They come around for a second, and they'll have a little bit of a conversation, and then they have to walk away, and it's like, you're so positive. Like, I hear that a lot. I, I don't tell them, oh, well, you're so negative. <laughs> you know, why, the, why do I want to make them feel worse? And it was like, I, my response to that is, oh, well, thank you. Well, you can be positive, too. It just takes practice. And it's really the truth. It just takes practice. But I want you guys, really, really, you've got to start working on loving yourself. You come first. Stop giving your love to everybody else and forgetting to give it to you, too. Like, remember who the fuck you are, man. Nobody can play you. You are the best you that you can be in this moment. You're growing and you're evolving every single freaking day. Show the fuck up for you. The new you, she's waiting on you. She needs you. She needs you to show the fuck up and be the best you that you can be. She needs you to keep growing. She needs you to keep going. She needs you to keep standing up. Standing up for you. You got to do it for yourself before you can do it for somebody else. You teach you how to treat you. You teach other people how to treat you by how you treat you. That's a mouthful. You teach other people how to treat you by how you treat you. If you're not showing yourself any kind of love, any kind of self-care, and you're allowing all that bullshit going on in your life, other than like, oh, she's okay with that, I'm going to give it to her. 
There you go. Recipe for disaster. I want you to repeat after me. You're in the car. You can say it. I don't if you're at work, you can say it. I want you to repeat after me. I am allowed to be both a work in progress and help other people grow at the same time. I refuse to wait until I'm perfect or someone else has deemed me as worthy of impacting others. I am unapologetically accepting a life of massive growth and improvement. I'm going to say this one more again. Repeat after me. And I got this off of a meme on Instagram. It's not mine. I wish I could take credit for all of it. There was not a name on the bottom of it or I would give them credit for it. So, But repeat after me. I am allowed to be both a work in progress and helping others grow at the same time. I refuse to wait until I am perfect or someone else has deemed me worthy of impacting others. I am unapologetically accepting a life of massive growth and improvement. That should be your mantra, man. Like, for real, for real. That should be your mantra every day. You know, it's time to be honest with how you feel in all of your relationships, especially the relationship with yourself. Everything that you are going through is preparing you for the things you said that you wanted in the direction that you're going. You got this, man. But it starts with you. It starts with being real honest with yourself about your relationship with yourself. Because the better your relationship with yourself is, the better your relationship with others around you will be. When you demand respect from yourself, when you keep your promises to yourself, you would demand that other people keep their promises too or they're not allowed in your circle. It's a yin and a yang, man. And I'm, and I'm going to say this too, and this is probably going to be a little hard to hear. But an unforgiving mind is full of fear. If you're holding on to a whole bunch of unforgiveness... What are you holding on to it for? Like what what is the fear of letting go of that unforgiveness? Are you are you so tied to that unforgiveness and all the emotional bullshit that comes along with it that you're willing to give up your future for it? Are you willing to give up love for it? Are you willing to give up your healing for it? Are you willing to give up your growth for it? Is it worth it? Really? Is harboring that unforgiveness and that resentment and that hatred and that anger and that hurt and that sadness, that depression, that frustration, is holding on to all of that bullshit over something in the past that you can't change, 
Is it worth giving up your future for it? Is it worth missing out on your blessings? Is it worth giving up your love, your future love, the love of yourself, the love of others? Is it worth it? Is it worth giving up your healing for it? Because you can't heal until you do that. Your holding on to your unforgiveness is in is a direct reflection of the healing that you're not getting. Is that that unforgiveness is causing your sickness? That unforgiveness is causing your sickness because that unforgiveness is related to stress. Stress causes diseases and cancers and harms your body and fills it full of sickness. You can't heal. If you're holding on to your unforgiveness. And I'm I and I'm sorry, not sorry, but I'm I'm not gonna let you get away with that. I'm not gonna tell you that it's okay. Yes, they did this, yes, they did that, yes, they were wrong, yes, it was some bullshit. No, you didn't deserve it. Yes, there is a there is a point in time where you deserve the right to be angry and frustrated and hurt. And maybe they don't deserve forgiveness, but giving them forgiveness isn't about them, it's about you. It's not about them. You're not letting them off the hook, you're letting you off the hook. You holding on to that unforgiveness is making you sick. It's making you hurt. They don't give a fuck. They've moved on. So who are you hurting by holding on to it? You. It's time to own your shit, man. It's time for you to heal. It's time for you to grow. It's time for you to love you. It's time for you to learn how to love the person staring back at you in the mirror. You deserve it. You're worthy. You're enough. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're powerful. You're smart. You're fun. You're loving. You're awesome. And if nobody's told you that they love you today, I want to tell you that I love you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love you. Because you show up here every week and you listen to me. And I know you hear me because I'm getting the inboxes and I'm getting the DMs. And my numbers show that you hear me every single week. I know you hear me. You trust me enough to do my exercises off a podcast. Trust me enough. To lead you down a path of healing. Trust me enough to lead you down a path of growth. Trust me enough to believe in me and know that I tell you, when I tell you, I have a roadmap and I can help you heal and I can help you create a better life. If, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to show up, if you're willing to say, I'm all in. If you're willing to get uncomfortable and if you're willing to be just a little bit vulnerable and say, I need to do this for me. I owe this to me and I want the rest of my life to be the best parts of my life. And nobody can do it for you. You got to do it for you. 
And that's just the truth. So, I love you guys to the moon and back. I hope, I hope, I hope that you got some value out of this. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed doing it for you. I will do a whole relationship podcast on what I like to call the Build-A-Bear exercise, where we create your mate. We create the, your future mate, who it is that you want to attract in your life. There is a way to do that, but you have to work on you. you got to work on your healing. Doing all of this work to attract a mate, you're going to attract who you are. So if you're miserable and you're angry and you're hurt and you're frustrated and you're depressed and you're unforgiving, you're going to attract someone in your life that is going to magnify all of those things. I'm going to say that again. We can do a Build-A-Bear exercise. We can do a whole, like, let's, let's, let's figure out who I want my future mate to be. Who, who do I want to attract? Who do I want the universe to send me? We can do that whole exercise. But if you haven't done your self-healing, you haven't done your self-care, you haven't done your self-love, and you're still feeling unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and hurt and depression and frustration, you're going to create a relationship that is going to magnify all of those qualities. So if you're ready to attract your mate, you're ready to be in a healthy relationship You have to be healthy on the inside of you. You have to love you. You have to take care of you. You have to appreciate you. You have to know what you're bringing to the table, and you have to match him energetically. You have to match him with love. You have to match him with support. You have to match him with intention. If you're not ready to do that, you're not ready to do the Build-A-Bear exercise just going to say that out loud I love you and we'll do it but I want you to promise me that you will do your self-care and do your self-healing first and if that means joining my online course then do that and 2020 will be your best year ever because you will be on the path to being your best you ever And you will be kicking off January with a bang because you'll know exactly who you are. You'll know exactly where it is that you're going. Your soul will have started the healing process. It may have been completely healed because I don't know where you are. I don't know how deep you are. But if you've started the process and you feel stuck and you don't know which way to go, my course is right for you. If you're in the very beginning stages and you don't even know where to start, my course is right for you. If you're on the tail end and you just need a little bit more motivation, my course is right for you. Because I'm quite sure if you're doing it yourself, there's some things that you've missed. And I've got some things that you probably hadn't thought of. They've all worked for me and I turned out pretty amazing, if I do say so myself. (laughs) So, I love you guys to the moon and back. uh, If you loved this episode and you love this podcast... Please, please, please don't forget to hit that share button. Make sure that you hit subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. I love you guys to the moon and back, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.